This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. In this town, there is no off-season. The news never stops, and neither do we. It's always game day in Cleveland with Andy Baskin and Daryl Ryder. It's always game day in Cleveland. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. That's what the big boys told you. And guess what? The big boys were back in town as we have OTAs um, underway. Daryl was in Berea to make sure he had all the happenings going on. Um, Daryl, let's start with this. How was the attitude? Mine or theirs? Theirs, not yours. Because you know what mine is, right? Nothing nothing excites me more than spring football practice in shorts, T-shirts, helmets, and against air. I don't know. I heard a couple press conferences. Nothing gets me more pumped up for a football season than spring football practice. Start booking your trips to Vegas now, Browns fans, because, boy, do they look like Super Bowl contenders. Well, there were a couple Super Bowl press conferences along the way. (laughs) Daryl, who was there? They are literally trying to now talk this into existence, right? That's true. Let's be honest about it. They, they, and I, here's the thing. I love guys like Juan Thornhill and Zadarius Smith who know nothing about how craptastic Cleveland Browns football has been since 1999. And they just come in here. They, they come from winning cultures and winning situations. And like Zedaria Smith wins his division every year. Uh, Juan Thornhill has played in like three Super Bowls in four or five years. And he's good. That's what, that's what this organization needs. They need winners. (sighs) They need people to come in here that don't have garbage uh that don't bring garbage to the table i mean let's let's face it one of the reasons we like jarvis landry so much is because when he got here he said why not yeah why not i'm tired it's not my fault you guys suck for years (laughs) right and i don't care it's not my fault that's why they brought me here because you have sucked that's That's right i'm here to fix the suckiness both of those guys exuded that um, oh. that positivity in their press conference. Dude, I was ready to look up flights from here to Vegas in early February after listening to those two guys talk, man. I, I tell you what, um, I don't know what's going to happen, but I, I I get it. And I and I think that they get it too, especially like Juan Thornhill talked about some of the interaction he's had with fans on social media. Uh, you know, he's pushed back a couple of times. He said today, he's like, it's not negative. Um, it's a, a case where, you know, he just believes they're going to be good. He expects that they're going to win. He wants fans to believe that they're going to be good. And when fans uh, go to the stadium to believe that they're going to win, uh, un- unfortunately, the the Browns are the kings of letting their fans down uh, year in and year out with very few exceptions like the 2020 season. Uh, or the 2002 season, 
Um, and, and so, like, you know, it, ignorance is bliss for them. And so, yeah, I I hope the prophecy comes true. Believe me, I would love nothing more than to be spending the second week of February in the city of Las Vegas, Nevada, which is one of my favorite towns in this country. And uh, I, I would love it if, uh, you know, we had to make the corporate powers that be spring for a Daryl Ryder vacation in Las Vegas, a working vacation in Las yeah, Vegas. Forget it. <laughs> you've, already, you've already jinxed yourself on February. that. Daryl, who was not at OTAs? Again, I'm going to give you one guess who was not at OTAs. Uh, David Njoku. Yeah. Um, not the first name that should have been out of your mouth, but okay. Um, Miles Garrett was he there? Yeah, yeah, he was not there. Miles wasn't there. Is that the one I'm supposed to worry about? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. He was the first name that was supposed to come out of your mouth. Sorry, you know I'm a huge tight end guy. That's why I love tight ends. It's my position. Anyway, nothing yeah. better than th- like the greatest thing ever is 13 personnel. Anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, Miles wasn't there. And I got, can I be honest with you? No, I, I want you to lie to me on the podcast. Go I, ahead, lie I know me. it's voluntary, but his ass needs to be there. I'm sorry. You, if you're going to be a leader on this team, you need, you need to show up for the voluntary stuff and show that you don't it. call it voluntary, call it mandatory. I, it's not his fault. I understand. I understand. I'm just saying you're supposed to be a leader of this team. You're supposed to be face the franchise. Get your ass to OTAs. It's that simple. Or at least wow. show up on the day that the media is there so we can say you're there and then leave. But um, I, you got a new defensive coordinator. I just, I again, I know it's voluntary. But a lot of other guys didn't have to be there, like the guys that are injured and rehabbing, right? They're there. Anthony Walker's there on the sidelines coaching guys in the middle of practice. So I think Miles Garrett needs to needed to be at OTAs. I'm sorry. He'll Amari be there Cooper? for mandatory minicamp in the second week of June. Amari was there. He's still he recovering there, from the, the, the core muscle surgery he had there you go. in the offseason. But he was there. Amari. Amari was there. So who was not yeah. there other than – is that how, two guys, three guys? There, uh, Joel Batonio wasn't there. Why aren't you He's ripping Joel Batonio? He's allowed not to be there. Why? Because Miles Garrett can be a better football player than he is. Okay, Daryl Ryder speaks. Who else wasn't there? Anybody else? And, and, and again, Miles is great. Don't get me wrong. But I think he can be better. I think the Browns feel like he can even be better. But I, I just – for team camaraderie and stuff like that, man, you don't even have to take all the reps. Just show up. Dude, these are the e- – here's the other thing, Andy. Hmm. These are the easiest freaking practices in the world. There's no contact. You, 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 you run through some bags and swipe swipe at the dummy quarterback and knock the ball out. You, push, you punch a sled for a second. Like the, these are not hard. These are not training camp practices. So, um, 
I love Miles, but I'm going to be tough on him here. Are if, you if mad you, at Nick you, Chubb? If, huh? Are you mad at Nick? Nick was Nick was no. there, was he? No, I don't care about Nick being there. Okay. I just, I just feel like Miles needs to be there. Wow. I think Miles needs to be there. I, I don't know. I just think that they should make it mandatory. That's just the whole thing. I don't give a player the option of not being there. Yeah. Yeah, because then you make the players look bad for not showing up. Just say you got to be there. That's all. Make it easy. I, I don't know why, you know, OTA, that O means something, doesn't it? Off season. Off season and optional. <laughs> Did, were you able to watch any practice? What's that? Were you able to watch any practice? Yeah, I watched the whole thing. Like I said, okay, these, you, these practices what did you are get? Weak, give me, man. Give me this these 60 seconds. These practices are soft, as they should be. I'm not saying they well, should be hard. There's they're, they're soft practices. Like, there's nothing to these practices. No helmets and – it's just helmets and shoulders, right? Is it no, shoulders? no shoulders. It's, it's helmets, T-shirts, and shorts. Well, jerseys and shorts. Or if you're Deshaun Watson, tight pants. Did Daryl? Did uh, did Deshaun throw it all? Did you watch Deshaun? Yeah. Throw it? And what'd you think? I told you I'm booking hotels for Vegas. Did they look like they were in sync? No. <laughs> Can't wait practice. till day two of OTAs. It'll be great. Actually, Wednesday was day two of OTAs. <laughs> two hundred. I meant sorry. Well, there's only uh, I think there's only eight of them this year. Yeah. Because I'll remember, remember they're they're done a week early, and then they oh that's right I forget about that they start yeah. a week early so because we uh, OTAs this week next week and then the following week is mandatory minicamp. There's one less week of OTAs this year. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Bass. When we come back, we're going to talk more about Brown's OTAs, and then I have some coaching questions for you, too. So uh, that's coming up on It's Always Game Day in Cleveland. Mobile sports betting is finally legal in Ohio, and BetQL is here to help make you the most informed, best possible. See all of today's best bets by heading to BetQL.com or downloading the BetQL app and claim your free three-day trial today. Head to BetQL.com slash news slash 92.3 The Fan for exclusive sportsbook offers. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. So I thought it was really interesting. One of the pictures that I saw from OTAs was Jim Schwartz was wearing a jersey. And the jersey had a number on it. And the number was 51. Why was he wearing 51, Daryl? Uh, he was uh, giving a nod to Jordan Kunianzik, uh, who guest has fallen into the good graces made a uh, favorable first impression basically you're we are probably going to see jim schwartz wear various players numbers throughout the season uh and that is just going to be basically him acknowledging that particular player's hard work uh on the uh, whether it's the practice field meeting rooms whatever knowing the playbook just all the like the intangible type of stuff and um uh, just a little, and it's something that uh, I guess he has done throughout his coaching career where th this is one of the things that he does. And you know what? Maybe it's why players, one of many reasons why players love playing for him, right? Um, because he does things uh, like this. Uh, the one thing that I really uh, notice about Jim Schwartz, very hands-on type of a, a defensive coordinator. Um, I mean, he really 
you know, gets in there and coaches guys up. He bounces position group to position group, and he is not afraid to to jump in there. I'm not saying he should be afraid, but you understand what I'm saying. Like he, you know, whether it's they're working on bags or they're working on sleds or they're working on footwork or what whatever it is, he is he's as hands on uh, as they come as a, a defensive coordinator when they're running seven on seven, I kid you not, Andy, he was standing right in front of where the offensive line would be um, and coaching guys uh, during, as the plays are going on, like he is out there yelling at, not yell, you know what I'm saying? He's yelling instructions at guys and, and coaching them up <laughs> while the plays are going on. Um, so I, I, I think his defense is going to be a lot of fun to watch this year, man. If there's one thing What's, I'm excited for this year, it's Jim Schwartz's defense. What is the reaction you're getting from players about playing for Jim Schwartz? They love it him. Seems, yeah, why? I mean, is it things like 51? It's the way he's got a relationship with these guys. It's it, the like he I, presents it in the meeting rooms and, you know, and, and, you know, it's, it's everything. He's got great people skills. Um, I think that he he knows when to like get in a guy's stuff. Grill. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He knows when he's got to kick a guy in the backside and also when to put his arm around him. It's a, you know, or, or give him a you know, give him a pat on the back. Um, the, the you know, those those people skills. Um, it's interesting watching him and Kevin Stefanski uh talk during practice. Um and um, so you see that relationship kind of maturing between, uh, you know, between plays and, and stuff like that. So yeah, it's, I, I, my gut tells me this is going to be a very fun defense to watch. Might be a little bumpy in the first couple of weeks as everyone really is, you know, uh, getting used to it, but yeah, I, I, if they're, if they are healthy toward the end of the season, um, they might be able to tear some folks up. I, 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 are you going away from your prediction then? But I think you went back to, you went to 11 and six. I, didn't you? I, I, I said, I, I said 10 and seven or 11 and six. Actually, I went up to 11 and six after the Zedaria Smith trade. Right. So why would I, I go back on my prediction if I'm saying, well, I don't know. You sound like you might enhance it. I'm like, I'm here in 12 and five now. But I, I, I don't know if I'm going to go 12 and five. I've realized the team I cover and I'm not going to put the apples, you know, I'm not going to put the cart before the horse here. Um, but I, my gut tells me this defense is going to be a lot of fun to watch. And, and here's the other thing why I think the players are reacting so well to him mm-hmm. is because he's making it clear to them. I'm not a system guy. I'm not up here telling you, you know, this is the way we're going to do things. Uh, and you need to know if this happens, then this is what you have to do. Or if that happens, now you have to do this. Or something else happens, now you need to do this. He's taking a lot of that mental anxiety that guys might have, right, over trying to remember all of these assignments, layers upon layers of responsibilities and assignments. He's wiping all that out. And he's just saying, just just go kick the butt of the guy in front of you. Man-to-man. Defensive line, go kill the quarterback. Uh, linebackers, 
Go, go make the plays. Safeties, corners, beat your man. Don't let him catch the football. You know what I'm saying? Like, go out and make a play. Um, don't wait for somebody to save your bacon behind you or something like that. So I, I think that when you tell your guys, hey, man, and I think Zedaria Smith is a perfect example after listening to him on Wednesday, right? Z, about, he's the new Z. You know, talking about, uh, you know, it's been since college that he's been able to put his hand in the dirt. He said, I'd probably have 100 sacks by now if I got to play the same defensive scheme that I did in college. Now I'm going to get to do that here with Jim Schwartz. So I don't know what he's more excited about. Is he more excited about playing for Jim Schwartz as a true defensive end? Or is he more excited to be a free agent next March? Hey, you know, and he wasn't scared to tell you about his contract. Yeah. His ability to, to talk through things that we don't normally get to hear, I thought was a lot of fun in his press conference. And by the way, are you more enamored by Z or the chosen one? I'm going to go with the chosen Juan. Oh, Juan Thornhill. Oh. Because he comes to town with jewelry. Fair <laughs> and enough. And he was a starter. He he wasn't a practice squad player. He wasn't a reserve. He was a starter. So, um, but I I think I said it after they made the trade. I think Zadarius Smith, though, that that has the potential to be a transfer. He has to be healthy, right? This is what this oh, is all about. Oh, of course. Yeah. Well, then, then they, he mentioned this too, which I I love guys that are open, honest, and candid. He just basically said, listen, man, I had 200 grand a week on the line, so I was suiting up no matter what to get. And I gave everything I had, but by the end of the season, there just wasn't anything in the tank because I was so beat up. Is basically, I'm paraphrasing. It's not specifically what he said, but I'm I'm basically paraphrasing. And then he and I think it was uh, our good friend Mary Kay Cabot. Um, she asked him the question. He goes, "You'd do the same thing, wouldn't you?" She's like, "Uh huh, yeah, of course, <laughs> of course, I would too for two hundred grand a week." And I'm sitting there thinking, "Well, hell, for two thousand dollars a week, I'd suit up, <laughs> you know, if I didn't have much to give." But I I appreciate his candor. I mean, he talked about his to his um you know, departure from, uh, you know, Baltimore and Green Bay and almost landing back in Baltimore last season and, and things like that. I mean, he just very open and candid press conference. And uh, you know me, I love those. I love when I, I do too. They were get. refreshing. Let's just hope these guys can stay that refreshing for their entire season because yeah. we've seen guys come in here before and knock it out of the park. It's easy to win that first press conference, but uh, when you're struggling and you're tired and you're hurt and you know the whole season's on the line at the end you always wonder what these guys sound like daryl when we come back on it's always game day in cleveland rule changes rule changes rule changes yeah looking forward to it it's always game day in cleveland it's always game day in cleveland and it's always time to change the rules in the nfl yes it's probably the rules that are most complicated and it's also one of the reasons why i wonder how things are going to go with expansion in Europe, because I think Europeans look at us when uh, they're playing American football and they go, I don't know how they know all the rules to this game. In fact, they don't. That's why they have an official uh, with the broadcast team during the game to make sure that everybody does know the rules. I mean, we have our own official as fans throughout the game to explain things to us. And I'm talking about media members that probably know a ton about the game and people are off on the side and we still need an official. 
to help Andy, us out I with still that. don't know what a catch is in the NFL. Oh, well, don't ask about complicated questions like that. What I want to know is who in the world is going to run the ball back at all on a kickoff this year when you're guaranteed the 25-yard line just by putting your hand up in the air? I am so angry with this rule. Why would you be angry? Because I think of guys like Josh Cribbs. And had the had these rules been in place, we would have been deprived of the joy of watching a guy like Josh Cribbs play. Wouldn't you would you wouldn't 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 have seen any of those returns. Um it takes a, 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 a Eric Metcalf. Yeah, I mean, well, it, it just it takes a major part of strategy away. Because like special teams coordinators, right? They they uh uh were putting the ball at the 25 on touchbacks. So what did special teams coordinators do? Okay, well, we're going to pop the ball up and have you catch it inside the five yard line so that you have to return it. And then we can try and get you before you get to the 20 or the 25 yard line. So that becomes a positive play for special teams, right? Well, now do you take that element out? Because if you do the, uh, the pop-up, just wave your arm. Okay. You're going to get it to 25. And here's the other thing. I get the player safety thing and I'm not, I promise you, I'm not. Daryl Ryder is anti-safety. I am not anti-safety. What I am is anti-stupidity. Daryl Ryder likes when guys get hurt. I am anti-stupidity, and this is stupid. Football inherently is a violent sport. This just in. It's why we love football, right? Right. How many times did the NFL used to, uh, you know, show us the replays of guys just getting absolutely blown up on the field, right? Daryl, I want you to go back to the 80s and watch the opening – I think maybe it was late seventies. Watch the opening to CBS's the NFL today. Every play in their open is a penalty. It's a guy getting destroyed, right? Yeah. So I'm not afraid to admit that I love the violence that comes with football. It's the ones, it's the one sport where it is legal to hit your opponent and to tackle them and, Hit him to the ground when he's carrying the football, right? You need a little UFC in your life. Again, I never, under any circumstances, wish for anybody to get hurt. Unfortunately, injury is a part of the game. The fields are safer today. They're softer. Thirty. You wonder why the guys that played in the 70s and 80s are all jacked up right now physically? Because they played on freaking carpet that was laid on top of concrete. And on rocks. They played on rocks and they liked it. They played on I mean, asphalt. The, the Some astro- people would park their the cars there and they, they walked the uphill both ways. The Cardinals yes. in St. Louis at Bush Stadium. The yes. Bengals at Riverfront Stadium. The Steelers yes. at Three Rivers Stadium. Veterans, Veterans Stadium in Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Don't forget about that. Uh, uh, whatever, Giants Stadium in New York. Like the, the, the turf fields today, now obviously they're concerned about cleats getting caught and guys tearing ligaments and that's a different conversation but those surfaces are soft you're you're not gonna be concussed when you land on those you will be concussed when you land on concrete which is what they literally used to play on but like i just i think that the the kickoff is such a fun 
part of football, right? Everybody's running down guys in the end zone or near the goal line, waiting for the ball to come down. And he's going to try and find where that wall is being set up and find that lane that he can, you know, try and rip off a big return and, and, and give his team some great field position. I just, I hate that they're taking this away under the guise of player safety. And, and you'll have to excuse me if I just don't believe everything the NFL league office says when it comes to certain things. So I hate it. It, it takes action away from the game. It, it, we are at the point now, you might, as well, you might as well just start every drive at the 25-yard line. You get well, that's four what they downs, did. You if you to. don't get the first down, you get it at the 25. But you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I just um, – the reduction of, of the importance of special teams bothers me. It really does. And, and these rules would deprive us of guys like Devin Hester and Josh Cribbs. You mentioned Eric Metcalf right? The great mm -hmm. returners of the game. We're not going to see that stuff anymore. It's hard enough to see. Well, a decent here's my return. question, Daryl. Here's my question. Okay. So you got a kickoff that you catch at the 12 or the 14. All at the 25 first down, Is, uh, but you see a crease. What are you doing? Well, here's the only intriguing part of this crapola that the NFL is making us eat. Mm -hmm. Our are we going to see any illegal fair catches this year <laughs> where guys do like the, the half wave, you know what I'm saying? Or the, the pseudo, like that's you are, the you are putting a lot of pressure. I'm sure that every head coach in the world is going to be say, rules. If you're if you are it, anywhere near the 25 or beyond or behind it, you put your arm up. I don't care. Put your arm up. I'll be perfectly honest with you that when they instituted or when they moved the, the, the touchback from the 20 to the 25, I thought for sure that it was going to be a blanket rule of all NFL teams that you are catching and taking a knee in the end zone or you are, you know, fair catching it in the end zone or just letting right. it go out. there. You know what I'm saying? You're mm -hmm. automatically taking the ball to 25. But that is that did not happen, and maybe that's the only hope that I have that kickoff returns could still have some life in the game because that you we see hell the Browns. How many times last year were we screaming about don't return it, take the ball at the twenty five, right? And they couldn't get to the twenty five. So maybe that's the one. Maybe guys will catch it at the ten yard line, and they will try and still return it to get past the 25. I think what's going to happen is special teams are going to be lulled to sleep because they're going to play. They're going to have kickoff after kickoff after kickoff. And every time guys are going to put their arm up and one time they're going to put the ball up in the air and that arm's not going to go up. And that returner is going to catch a defense sleeping. Yeah. I, I just, I hate the rule, man. I'm sorry. I just, I, I hate it. All right, so let me give you a rule I think you'll like. Major, before, you're taking ma major action from the game. All right, before we take off here, let me give you a rule that I think you'll like. I think the emergency quarterback rule with a third quarterback makes so much sense. I've said it for years. It doesn't make any sense. Why do we want to see a wide receiver or a defensive back or somebody else playing quarterback because you've got two quarterbacks on your game day roster and they're hurt? If Actually, you now have two quarterbacks that either are ejected or injured and cannot return to play, your emergency quarterback can go back out on the field. 
I'm not going to lie. I so wanted Odell and Jarvis to be the Browns emergency quarterback and them have to take significant snaps. I'm not going to lie, but here's, here's, here is the caveat you're leaving out though. They have to be on the active roster. You can't use a practice squad guy. You can't elevate your practice squad quarterback and have him be your emergency. No, has to be on the 53-man roster. So well, now... Good news. Here, here, news flash. here's the good news. You no longer need a kick returner. <laughs> I just found your spot for a third quarterback. You know, there are some times where I really dislike you. This would be one of those times. <laughs> boom, baby, boom. <laughs> Daryl, let's say goodnight, my friend. Good night, my friends. There you go. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin for our producer, Meredith Kane. Thank you for listening to It's Always Game Day in Cleveland. We roll on through OTAs. And just think of this, my friends. The offseason is a week shorter because the Browns play in the Hall of Fame game. Good night now. See ya.